life where I believe it wasn't because I was lucky. It wasn't because I was put around the right people, even though that plays a factor. But I think as an individual and anyone listening, especially when you're starting out, you really don't know. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Because I really didn't know what I was doing and yeah. I didn't know where it would lead me. But the one thing that I did know is that I was curious about it. And by being curious, I would ask a lot of questions to the people that I would either admire or look up to. And I was lucky enough where I came across a colleague in college, a peer of mine who was two years older, who was opening a fitness facility nearby. And when I came back to the university, I had a family friend who gave me a camera and I shot videos for the local clubs. and for. If you listen to this podcast and find anything at all valuable, make sure you take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Billy Garton Jr. so I can see it and repost that to my story. Also, if you have any questions or inquiries about what you want me to speak about on this podcast, I want to know. Message me at Billy Garton Jr. and I'll be sure to get back. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. Welcome to the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast. I'm your host, Billy Garton Jr., a 21-year-old entrepreneur and professional athlete. On this podcast, we'll be interviewing some of the most successful world leaders in their space in both business and sport. People who've amassed success, wealth, abundance, and most importantly, happiness, often after fighting incredible adversity. The hope is that through this podcast, we're not just going to inspire you or motivate you, but rather through the tips and hints that my guests share, spur you into action. If you're young and motivated, join me on this journey as we ignite the passion through some of the world's most inspiring stories. You know, when you wake up every day knowing exactly what you're striving for, nothing can stop you. Starting out my podcast, it was fundamental to me that I make it as professional as possible. And I could not do that without the help of Podcast Backdrops. Make sure you check out Podcast Backdrops on Instagram and put in the code Billy Garten to receive a special discount. Now let's dive into the episode. What's going on, everybody? Today we have one of the most inspirational guests I've had on this episode. And the reason being is because he fits the mold of the Inspiring Young Aspirers podcast to an absolute T. Today we have Roger Rojas, dubbed the content CEO. He is a 27-year-old content creator who has traveled all over the world, who has taken massive strategic risk to live some of his wildest dreams and to to explore into opportunities that most of us couldn't even imagine existed. He's worked with some of the top professional athletes, businessmen, and entrepreneurs in the world. He's been featured in some of the biggest magazines out there. And today, we're going to unravel it all. The man who is Roger Rojas, thank you so much for coming on. We're incredibly humbled to have you. No, man, thank you so much for having me on. I know this is something we played chess with, uh, (laughs) making this happen. So I'm glad that we're finally, even though I am on a train right now, uh, (laughs) it's still, you know, making it happen. (laughs) Well, guys, if you see him cover up his mask, cover up his mouth because someone's walking past he's on a train but we've managed to make it work and and we're so glad to have you here so so Roger first and foremost I'm I'm a big believer in 
diving deep, but first and foremost, unraveling the, the past and what it takes in the mindset of, of a young entrepreneur and a young hustler like yourself to create what, you, what you've had to create. And so just to give my audience a little bit of an overview, where did this, this content journey and, and this risk-taking mindset start for you? Well, it started for me. I had a, an amazing opportunity to work for Gatorade um, the summer entering my senior year of college back in 2015. Yeah. And at that point, uh, I didn't know what a camera was really to understand it. My friend was a photographer and throughout our marketing campaign, we had to create market reports that required photos. Yeah. He would just hand me the camera and he would be like, hey, take photos. So take photos of what? Uh, Gatorade had purchased a ambulance, painted it all black stamped the logo on the side and we traveled to top high schools to educate students on the importance of hydration wow. by marketing Gatorade products. And there's a couple photos that I took and I was like, wow, I felt really inspired and impacted by that where I was like, wow, this is something that I did yeah. and that I created. And I told myself, how can I keep that going? And I always had this massive curiosity. So the more I reflect and think about what I've done and where I want to go, I think about the one constant thing for me was being curious. It was never when I saw someone doing something and I wanted to do it, I would try it. And I did that with work. I did that with school and I did that with clubs. Yeah. I had every job you can think of in college from <laughs> a babysitter to a waiter to calling for admissions. Um, I, I just did it all because I was curious. Mm -hmm. uh, fun fact too. I was like so curious of just wanting to do things. I've always wanted to be a mascot. I was a mascot for a basketball <laughs> game. Once and so I say that because that leads to everything that started to happen in my life where I believe it wasn't because I was lucky. It wasn't because I was put around the right people, even though that plays a factor. But I think as an individual and anyone listening, especially when you're starting out, you really don't know. And that's yeah. okay. Yeah. Because I really didn't know what I was doing and yeah. I didn't know where it would lead me. But the one thing that I did know is that I was curious about it. And by being curious, I would ask a lot of questions to the people that I would either admire or look up to. And I was lucky enough where I came across a colleague in college, a peer of mine who was two years older, who was opening a fitness facility nearby. And when I came back to the university, I had a family friend who gave me a camera and I shot videos for the local clubs and fraternity that I was a part of. And he caught eye of that. And he said, hey, you know, I have this fitness facility I'm co-opening. I would love for you to take videos and photos of what we're doing. I said, of course. I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> Zero. It was always his kind of lead where he's like, hey, can you... Nowadays, it's common, but back in 2015, 2016, you weren't really, businesses weren't incentivized or even thought about the idea of being on Instagram. Yeah. And so I was doing this really with his guidance and also uh, my own curiosity of taste of shooting things a certain way because I would look up to other people that I would watch on YouTube. Yeah. And that fitness facility evolved my career forever because not only the relationships I made, but the opportunities that came through it. The thing that happens in the gym is that aside from the various characters that come in and out, is that people that come to the gym have businesses, they have different backgrounds, and that led me to other opportunities. Sorry. You're good. You're all good. <laughs> um, but this is my life, and, I and love this that. is the truth. Like, this, and th I think this is a real testament to being an entrepreneur, quote-unquote, is like there's never a right moment for things, and there's never a thing that, you know, it's all fun and games, but the idea is like, how bad do you want it to make things prosper? When I first started, I wasn't making any money. I was up against the wall, but my friend that was there near me, Frankie D'Agostino, he always gave me the opportunity. He always spoke about the future of things that I would need to do, things I need to be around for yeah. people. Um, 
And that's when I, you know, let's fast forward. This is 2016. It was around 2018, 2019, or 2018, I'm sorry, I attended a conference and I was uh, with a good friend of mine, Casey Adams, who's a young aspiring entrepreneur. Yeah. He has an amazing podcast, Rise of the Young. And him and I have traveled so much together and done so much work. And there was another gentleman named Dan Fleischman. He's the youngest person ever to have a publicly traded company. Someone who had seen at another event and kind of wanted to talk to him, but never had the right moment. You know, for me, I believe that when you pass people, there's moments that you're supposed to interact with them. And there's other moments that you let it go. And naturally, it'll happen if you're placing yourself in the right place. And I had one of those moments. His camera guy wasn't there. He slid me a sticky note. He asked me to record for him and it would be paid. I would have done it for free, but it was him. And I said, of course. Um, also, he doesn't even know this. I didn't have a lavalier mic at that time. I just couldn't afford one. And I went around the, the conference looking to the other camera guys who I've never met before. And I was like, dude, I'll pay you. Can I use your lavalier mic? I really need it for this guy. And he's like, yeah, for sure. This random video guy I've never met before. <laughs> and maybe 10 minutes before, I put the mic on him. I filled his whole uh, talk that he did on stage. And I told myself something that Frankie had always taught me. He's like, how do you be memorable and how do you execute on what needs to be done? And the, the, the bottom line was that I over-delivered. I immediately went upstairs into my hotel room and created a video for him for him to post on Instagram in less than 30 minutes from him getting off stage. I was able to get his number through Casey and then he was happy about the result. And he said, thank you so much. Left it like that. Three days later, I'm flying, I'm flying out of Tampa, Florida, where I was. And he introduced me to a top music executive who, who was just coming off being a president of a major record label. Wow. to shoot his online course. He sent me a message saying, Hey, Charlie, this is your guy that you need for the, for the shoot. Having no idea who this guy was, I ended up finding out he's the one who found Sean Mendez. He's the one who put Ariana, uh, Ariana Grande, Post Malone, The Weeknd, John wow. Mayer, <laughs> like absolute icons. Yeah. And it was that one moment that it just kept freeballing into, I branded myself as the content CEO of content content CEO is because through Dan and the relation I've made, they've been CEOs of companies. Yeah. Um, and I just, he kept doing that over and over again. Another good friend of mine, who's also now a client, Cindy Eckert. Yeah. She created the female Viagra, sold it for a billion dollars. Yeah. I've been lucky and fortunate enough to travel with her and be with her. Um, and that's been absolutely amazing. And so the, the greatest. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So the greatest lesson with that is that, I was curious and I always said yes to opportunity and I made sure I always over delivered. Yeah. And because of that, I believe um, being not only curious, but being not only over delivering is just being yourself. And what does that mean? Is that being present and talking to people while you're there instead of just hiding behind the camera yeah. really cr creates that culmination of people learning to love you as a creator and also love your work. Yeah. Because I'm, I'm a diamond. Like there's millions of, people do that what I do and there's millions of people who are extremely talented but I truly believe what's allowed me to create these relationships is that I over deliver and I'm very present when I am with that person yeah. or client I think that's fascinating and first and foremost credit to you for the risk in many ways that you took to be involved in that with Dan right that was a a massive strategic risk that you had to take to to get to where you are and so the question really that I have for you during this moment, right, your life and world could be entirely different had this moment with Dan not, not have popped up for itself, right? Right. 
you also said to me something fascinating before that you believe that there are moments in time when you're meant to talk to somebody and there are moments in time where you just pass them and, yep. and it doesn't. Why is that when you never know if you're going to see somebody again? What is it about that where you believe that there's moments in time, these moments in time that create everything about us? What is that in you that believes that? Yep. Talk a little bit more about that. That's a great, that's a great question. So I came through that revelation or kind of personal um, thought process is when I, when I first started, I had this yearning to shoot for like, you know, you're like, you see an athlete and you're like, I want to shoot for that athlete or you see an individual. For me, it was always entrepreneurs. It was never, I never really uh, thought to myself, I want to shoot. I I was lucky enough to work with Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback for the Kansas city chiefs. And back to the question is, when I met Dan, it was about... Hey there, Young Aspires. I wanted to take a break here and just talk to you about how I started my podcast. So starting a podcast can be quite daunting. You've got to figure out camera equipment, you've got to figure out sound, microphone, background, lighting, and that could be hard to think of. But when I found Blossom Media Studio, they made it so easy for me to just focus on what I actually care about, which is speaking to my guests on a weekly basis. Everything from pre to post-production gets taken care of, All I have to do is do what I enjoy, show up and record. So big thanks to Blossom Media Studio. Now let's get back to the episode. Roger, are you there? (laughs) Yeah, I think we're we're back. We're back. Sorry, this is uh, the life of the train. I'm sorry about that. Where where did we... uh, You're all good, mate. Guys, this is the trials and tribulations of podcasting and the journey in itself. And I think this is fascinating. So all I, the last thing I heard where you were talking about Patrick Mahomes, you were talking about when you met Dan and you cut out at, at when you met Dan. Right. So I'd love to hear a little bit about right. that. Right. And so I, I, I think the main focus of that is that when I met Dan, I was prepared for that moment Yeah. where I think to myself that I understood the type of content one I needed to deliver to him, but two, um, how quick it needed to be. And that only came from the hundreds of times that I had done that before where I was prepared for that moment where I was able to push film and push it out to 30 minutes or 45 or whatever it is. It was just, I was prepared for that moment where if I would have met him two years before, probably wouldn't have gone out of my way to find a lavalier mic. I probably wouldn't have sent him the content within that day. And I would have been like any other videographer that he's met. Yeah. And so that I think it was that moment that I told myself, it's like, how can I be different? And I pride myself in getting the content out as soon as possible, but also in a way that's different. It's my own yeah. eye. It's my own way of storytelling, Yeah, um, which I think is amazing as a creator that we're all able to do that. I think that's fascinating and, and a lesson that I think goes beyond content in itself and helps us dive a little bit into just being a young aspirer. And I think the question I really want to ask you now and pivot a little bit into is the balance there between perfectionism and speed of speed of work, right? You created yeah. something for Dan inside half an hour when you were still a young content creator, right? And at, yeah. as a young aspirer and the young entrepreneurs listening here who want to go fast, they want to go rapid, but at the same time, yeah. they want to be perfect. And yeah. something I've had to learn is that perfectionism is entirely, entirely subjective. Right. Where do you stand there's a quote, I don't know if I heard it from this individual. I don't know if he made this up. But his name is, uh, he's a pastor. I'm a Christian. And he said, you, in life, you always want progress over perfection. And I, I tell myself that is that I don't think about the, the saying of the 1%, but I do believe if I'm working on a project and it's very similar to something I did last. 
how can I move forward or how can I push it just a little more from the last time that I did so I don't settle for where I'm at. Yeah. And I think that's the game that we as individuals need to play with ourselves. You know, there's the game of life and then there, there's the sur- there's the own game that you play as an individual that you know your capacity. Yeah. It's almost like running. I, I'm getting back into running. And I recently, I had told myself I'd never do a half marathon. I didn't prepare for it. And a client of mine was attempting to run 100. And I was like, I could do 13.1 if this guy's running 100. And it took me six hours. Did I did I jog at moments? Did I walk? Yup. But I got it done. Yeah. And I told myself it was in that moment. I'm like, hey, it took me six hours. I don't I don't care what my mile time was. It was like I did it. Yeah. I'd never ran more than 10 miles in my life. Yeah. And I did it. Yeah. And so now it's it's that constant kind of mentality of blinders, but yet understanding where you are and how can you just achieve that little more. Yeah. And don't do it by yourself. I think that's another thing that people sometimes degrade i think it's important that you push yourself and i think it's important that you test your own abilities and you're not always asking but it's not a bad thing and i think it's who you ask and what you need what does that mean yeah that means that there's certain characters or people that come into your life that play a role that you need to lean into that and see what that is Uh, for me i'm lucky enough as i refer to dan he's a serial entrepreneur i aspire he does his company that i now work with or for we it handles 60 million dollars of influencer marketing money for me that's a goal for me that that's something i aspired to do um the financial side of it is great but ultimately it's who he does work with and how he does it roger i want to dive deeper with you into the what you were just talking about about getting other people to help you right and learning from others and being curious one of the biggest things that i had to learn was exactly that listen and learn Except what I started doing when I started this podcast was I was getting some incredible, incredible guests on. And everybody has a difference of opinion, right? There's always going to be different answers. There's always going to be different questions to be asked. What do you believe are the important questions as a young person that you need the answers to in order to move quickly, efficiently, and to avoid roadblocks? There's a lot of noise. Uh, we're in an attention economy, right? Like everyone does things or as a creator, we're doing things to get attention of people. Um, It's a double-edged sword. What does that mean? That means that just because we're creating that one thing doesn't mean that's the only thing or it doesn't mean that you should be doing a hundred different things. Find those two to five different things and niches that you enjoy and that you like and just go in on those. And the reason I say two or five is because I've been told do one thing and just do that one thing and just be the best at that one thing. And so for me as a content creator, I'm like, all right, what type of content do I create? Do I just create music? Do I just create fitness content? Yeah. You know? And so I've, through the people that I've surrounded myself with, I found those lanes. I was constantly asking questions or placing myself in environments that I, I liked or, or had interest in. Right. Yeah. And so it's very easy to kind of, again, get lost in what I call the noise yeah. find what those lanes are by tasting it. I say always have a pulse on different things because it's okay not to know where you're going and it's okay, but it's not okay to just sit there and write down on your journal and pray for it. Like that's one thing, but it, like you really have to create those words and put them into action. Right. How would you have known that you liked interviewing individuals if you never would have done episode one? Yeah. 100%. Right. How would you know to ask these certain questions to individuals if you wouldn't have done your homework so you went from writing it to your journal to presenting it to this moment right yeah 
Uh, number two is saying is who are you hanging out with? Who, who are you asking these? Friends? Who are your friends? Right? I have many acquaintances, but there's only really a handful of people I speak to on the daily that I speak about business. That I ask them questions: How can I level? How can I? How can I make my content differently? Or I have ideas and I'll, I'll feed off of them. I'm really yeah. big on that. Yeah. Um, there's only certain people in my life that ask questions about my career, what I'm doing, because I aspire, admire, or they motivate me in some fashion by through what they do or just because we're in the same fields. Yeah. Um, and I would say the third thing is really uh, focus in on your craft by finding those two to three individuals that you admire. No one's rewriting the reel here. You know, no one's, you know, it's not like we're making fire. Yeah, it's being done in different ways. And technology is evolving that. But I truly believe that you could learn amazing things through other people without having to go through it yourself. All right, Roger, I want to pivot a little bit. Something I'm fascinated by with you is is you've moved places three times. As a young content creator, as a young hustler, as a young person, I'm manifesting the life that many of us and many of the, the audience listening want to live, Right. Taking that mindset in mind, right? Keeping that that ability and mindset of you to want to create everything you want to create in this world. How, was it always a goal of yours, first and foremost, to move and travel? And talk a little bit about the decision-making process, right? A lot of people think but never do. Yep. You do. Yeah. And it's as simple as that. Oh, it's like a five part question. But from what I, the first part that I'll, I'll start with is uh, the risks are never strategic. <laughs> That's why it's a risk. You really don't know. And for me, growing being born and raised in Miami, I knew from my sophomore year in high school that I wanted to get out. And I did that because I have such a loving and nurturing family. And I knew through them, that I needed to discover other things without them. Yeah. And so I just knew I needed to get out of Miami. Did I know I was going to be in New York? No, I was. I, I decided New York two weeks before uh, <laughs> I took my ticket. And even, I'll tell you this, I had two 50-pound bags checked in. I'm exiting. It was a, I was catching a 6 a.m. flight. I landed in uh, New York at 9 a.m. And my grandmother and my dad are walking me to the door. And I thought they were flying with me. And my dad stopped and my grandma stops at the door. And they're like, we're not going with you. They're like, you want to go to New York? You want to be a big boy? It starts now. It was one of the scariest moments that I had uh, just because at that point, my traveling on a plane, maybe I had been there on a plane twice in my, and I was 18 years old. And just kind of the whole process of just flying, getting there, being in New York, jumping into a cab, going to a city that I've been to once, um, getting into the dorm, not knowing anyone all those uncertainties allowed me to grow very, very quickly. Yeah. And it wasn't because that I was thinking to myself, Oh, I want to go have fun. I was thinking to myself, go and these, all these un part of the process and just take it for what it is and keep going happening. I got to face that before these other things that comes with it. And what led me to come to Los or come to California was a mix of circumstance and opportunity. So I truly believe that aside from this one, I, I truly believe that individuals have opportunities that others don't through the circumstance or relationships. 
And so again, I'm one of millions of videographers and photographers that Dan probably has access to. He has a social media agency. He used to run a poker site. Yep. He's in front of hundreds and thousands of people on the daily and, um, or th- th- through a week now on the daily. And I, he had asked me to come and move out here. And I told, I'm a big believer in never looking back and saying, what if I despise that, that thought drives me crazy. It really does. Because I tell myself I would never at the age, I'm 26 at the age of 26, I would never be able to move across the country without having anyone attached to me because of life. You know, I aspire to have a family when I grow up. And so those decisions are not going to be as quick as I can make them now. And so I told myself, when I made the decision, I guess is a calculated risk. When I made the decision to California, I actually kept my New York apartment for the past seven months. And it's not until at the end of this week where I'd made the final decision. All right. I'm going to step away from New York and I'm going to be in California full time um, because of what I do. I'm lucky enough where I'm able to travel back and forth, but now making the real leap of faith of making that decision to come over. Wow. <laughs> Fascinating. And that's why I think for my audience, you you are the manifesto of everything that these guys want to and many people want to achieve. The risk taker, the the creator, figuratively and literally, in this world. Yeah, and, so, and, I, and I just believe truly that most of these opportunities that came from came in is that I always said yes. As small as the gig was, as big as it was, I just said yes, and I and as a creator, I, I I'm just always out there. I'm like always moving. Like right now, you know what I mean. I'm jumping on a two-hour train ride to do a five-hour shoot. Yeah, and I'm staying the night in LA, and then I have an early morning workout with a friend of mine. And she's like, I'm I'm just moving, you know. And you can't. It, it's so true. Hard work can can always be talent because when you're out there doing it, you build not only confidence, you build self esteem but you also know internally it's like you're doing all the right things to position yourself yeah to be the best you could be yeah because you're just doing it day in and day out day in and day out you know it's like any other exercise you know if you're running 10 miles a day you're gonna be pretty good your mile time is gonna improve if you're doing that consistently yeah and, and, and that's just how i feel about it. it's just day in and day out day in and day out how are you collaborating how are you networking what are the conversations that you're having with people? What are the stuff you're listening to? Yeah. Like these people that are listening to this podcast are already winning. Not because they're listening to me, because they're following someone like you who has high level individuals that are on this podcast. Mm-hmm. So if they, if they take anything away from this, this idea is that your network is always growing and it's always evolving. But yeah. you as an individual need to understand that that's always going to be changing. That's always going to be moving forward. But it's what you do with your network. It's yeah. not what it's not just who you know, it's what you do with who you know. Yeah. I think that's fascinating and absolutely this audience is continuing to learn from you and, and from from everybody else who comes on this podcast. I think one thing that they can learn massively from you is patience. You talked about it a little bit before. I as a young entrepreneur and I heard something the other day and it was the phrase macro patience, micro speed. You had to be unbelievably patient when you started out doing free gigs, taking on free content ideas. Talk to me about the patience that had to be deployed from you when you weren't initially even earning money doing this. 
I would even say I still do free gigs if I understand the value of the relationship of the partnership over exceeds the dollar amount. Wow. I believe in that so much. I, I truly, I truly do. Like, don't get me wrong. Do I have bills? Yes. So I, I tell people, it's like, you got to pick and choose that, right? If I'm, if I spend a week of doing free gigs, I shouldn't be complaining that I can't pay my rent. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, at this point, it's simple. If I'm shooting, let's say from, from, from eight to three, if I have a client and I'm being paid and then at five to seven, I decide to shoot someone to cultivate that relationship to then, you know, get a brand deal with that individual. That makes sense. Right. It, it's always that give and take of not what are you taking from them, but the idea is like, how are you growing? Um, and I'll give a great example. There was a recent, uh, I did a brand deal. I'm not going to say the brand, but I did a recent brand shoot. And the individual that I was shooting had not only a high reach, but he was an individual that I want to be around and work with in the future. Right. And the company had seen that. And right now I didn't get paid for that. And literally right now, once we hang up, I'm sending out an email to the company because they decided that they want to use me to fly out to different cities to, 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 um, to then record and shoot their athletes that they have in every major city. Wow. And so like that, it's just happened to me time and time again, where it's, I put in the work, I show up, I do what I have to do. And even if nothing comes from it, the greatest thing that you have to always know is that you showed up and you did work. You weren't sitting down, not doing anything. So for me, it's always a win-win because creatively it's like, how do you, how do you keep it moving? You know, like how, how do you think to yourself, what more can I do? How can I do this differently? It's just the win when you're working. No one could take that away from you. No one can tell you that you didn't work hard enough as you are. But I think how are you strategic about that, knowing what partnerships do you build by also giving your time? Because that's something you can never get back, right? Yeah. And I see that it's, it's so important. Back to the, the truly the beginning is that when I first started, I didn't have a Rolodex. I had nothing to show. So as a creator, when I was pitching to other people, I did it because I'm like, hey, uh, this is what I want to do. This is how I want to do it. Have I done it before? No, but you'll be the first. And so when something's for free, most people are in, um, and, you know, and lucky enough, I did that time and time again with people that I was able to leverage and then push that to other things. Uh, and, and that was the greatest thing is the relationships that I made when I first started. Well, a lot of them I'm so thankful for, um, that they even gave me an opportunity as a creator. It's fascinating. And so now, now when I'm able to work with like, it, it, it was pretty surreal. I have, I don't really reflect on the people that I work with um, in, in retrospective. I don't think to myself who they are to the world, you know, just because they have social attention and they've made a lot of money. I genuinely don't think about that as a creator. I think to myself, how can I serve them through what I do and how can I be so good at it that they want to call me back? That's the stuff I think about. Yeah. And it's cool. You know, like how you said, when there's notable people and you have that social attention, yeah, it's cool, but I don't really think about that stuff. And there was someone recently um, I've been lucky enough to work with. And, you know, we have projects coming up, hopefully in the future, is a, a global DJ, Steve Aoki. And I've been lucky enough to to go to his home, stay at his house, film him doing content. And, you know, one of his newest business ventures is sports cards. And be a part of that whole process um, has been just epic. And to be allowed in his space and to be able to do that. Um, and I was watching his documentary of his story of how he came up as a DJ. The whole point of me bringing this up is not to show love to me working with him is no, for him, when he first started, he would travel in a Winnebago and sometimes 12 people would show up and he would perform in front of 12 people. I don't know if yeah. people know this, but he, he's the son of the founder of Benihana. 
Can you hear me? And, and like that that's insane to me. That someone which yeah, did, did I cut out? You for a second, but continue. And the the point of that is that like it doesn't matter where you come from, it's about like no one could take your hard work away from you. No one. That's something that you do and you have full control over. Yes, there's circumstance, yes, there's um, favored people in your fields, but like don't complain about it. Find find the solution to it, right? Yeah. Um, and and just and just pivot and just keep on going because nothing's ever perfect. Am I cutting in and out? No, I can hear you. I can hear you. And one of the most fascinating things that that I'm hearing from you and what you're saying was when you said about not necessarily being starstruck by the guests that you're working with, right? I genuinely believe this. Be a a friend, not a fan. Be a friend, not a fan. Everybody, I'm going to say that again and I'm going to repeat what he just said. Be a friend, not a fan. In order to create opportunity, I in some ways have had to do this as well with certain podcast guests that I've had to reach out to and that I've gotten on here. At the end of the day, we're all human. We're all human and we all have a story and we all have things to say. But at the end of the day, we're all human. And I think a massive credit to you is, is that exact fact. You could have been starstruck by some of these guests. You could have choked under pressure. You could have not taken the risk. You could have not taken the chance to have even spoken to Dan in the first place or to have taken the opportunity with Steve and all these opportunities that have presented themselves. And if there's anything that this audience is going to take out of today, I think it's exactly that. It's exactly yeah, and, that. And, and, and don't get me wrong. Like, of course, I have those. You get to like anything else. Almost like I used to play basketball in high school and it was one of my favorite sports. It's almost like that pregame butterfly. Like, yeah. That's normal. You know, and I, I think it was a I heard it from a Kobe Kobe Bryant interview where he spoke about it. He's like, if you don't get nervous, then you're not human. He's like, but the difference is to not feel prepared because you didn't put in the work. Right? That's a big difference. So me as a creator, I feel when I meet those type of high caliber characters, CEOs and people that their time is money and they're fast and they're expecting a redo. I don't feel nervous about it because I know what to do because I've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. But when I shake their hand or when I'm in, in, in certain rooms and certain circles, I do have those moments like, wow, like these characters are right next to me and they've achieved a level of success that I admire and that people pay hundreds of thousands of dollars to be a part of. Um, you know, I'm not going to say who the character is because it's not official yet, but hands down one of the most influential people on the planet I got a call from someone from their team where they called me and they want me to cover their personal retreat on an island that he just bought at the end of next month. And I truly believe for me, when I got that call, I wasn't starstruck by the name. I was, I had that moment to myself where I said, this is something I'm working for. This is like, I truly believe that this wasn't, again, I'm one of million. I truly believe it's the people that I put myself around and I've consistently shown what I'm capable of and how I could do it and just ultimately get it done. Wow. You'll see, you'll pay attention to my Instagram. If that, if that, when I sign that contract, I'm definitely announcing that. <laughs> <laughs> well, everybody, I think that's a phenomenal way to close it out. Everybody, this man is the manifesto, like we've said, of everything that you can become. And a massive thing that I'm taking and that you should take from this is that first and foremost, it is possible. This isn't luck, right? This isn't planned. This isn't anything other than a combination of hard work and risk. A combination of hard work, risk, and lastly, obviously, talent. Unbelievable talent to get to 
to the place he's in. So Roger, before we close this out, credit to you for everything you've accomplished first and foremost. Where can people find you? Across all my platforms, Roger and Rojas. Sorry about the background noise of the train. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're all good, my man. Well, that's phenomenal. Everybody, go give him a follow. Stay tuned with what he's up to. He's been an unbelievable inspiration for me over the past few months. Roger, thank you. Thank you so much for coming on. No, man, thank you. If there's one thing I want to say before, uh, the greatest takeaway from this is take risks. Always say yes to the unknown and place yourself in environments that you feel is right. What is right? You'll know. Listen to your gut. Um, because when you do it time and time again, I kid you not, it's, it's, it's almost like you see certain people, they do certain things and you don't, again, they don't have to happen to you. You could learn from other people. You'll know, Hey, I don't want to go down that path. Yeah. I've seen something similar. There's a character that I know from another situation that was very similar to, to this. Listen to your gut, do that. And just keep placing yourself next to the right people. Because there's something about that. It's contagious when you're having conversations about what you want to do, where you want to go versus people and negative talk. That 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 just, it, it formulates time and time again. Phenomenal. Well, Roger, thank you. Thank you so much. What a way to close it out. Everybody else, you know what to do. We've been hitting top charts in multiple countries now. If you have not subscribed, jump on the bandwagon. Jump on the train as Roger is on right now. Thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs>